This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now it's time for the Bet Rivers Sportsbook pregame show with Score Morning Show co-host Molly from the Molly and Haw Show, Bears long snapping Iron Man Patrick Manley, and legendary Bears center Olin Krutz on Sports Radio 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. Brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app today. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the pregame show. We've got Olin Krutz. And unfortunately, Patrick Manley is under the weather, but he is still a big part of the show. I won't let uh, anyone say anything different. So <laughs> we'll be operating in the uh, in the minus Patrick formation. But Olin, uh, big game, big opportunity. Mm-hmm. The Bears remain three and three, and it, it doesn't feel like it. But there you have it, a uh, a chance for the Bears to beat a team they beat a year ago mm-hmm. and um, and get back in the in the winning column. Yeah, good morning, Molly. Uh, Manly goes on IR early this morning, uh, pushes us to 20-point underdogs uh, <laughs> for, his pre-game, <laughs> for his pregame show. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> we, uh, our, our chances are very slim, uh, you know, but hopefully Manly gets better, obviously. But, um, yeah, the, the Bears today, obviously a huge challenge down there in Tampa. Uh, coming off of their loss against the Packers, uh, continues to be, uh, you know, the elephant in the room, so to speak. They cannot score points, Mully. They can't find a way to put the ball in the end zone to score enough points to beat good teams, right? So we all know 14 is not going to beat the Green Bay Packers. And immediately you think about uh, Todd Bowles down there, the defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, extremely well-respected, aggressive coach, has a good front seven. We'll see who's up. And who's down before the game starts for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? But interesting, Molly, I was wondering what you thought. I kept thinking, oh, good, they got guys out. You know, Antonio Brown's out, uh, Levante <laughs> Davids out, and then and then you look at their roster, and you're like, how many guys do they have down there on that damn <laughs> roster? Oh, I feel bad for Brady today. He can only throw to uh, Brate, uh, Godwin, and Evans. Like, what the <laughs> what the hell is going on down there? But uh, uh, the Bears. Uh, Molly, uh, to find a way to win down there, I think we all kind of agree on what the formula would have to be to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers down there in Tampa. Uh, it's going to be a tough, tough challenge, especially for rookie quarterback Justin Fields. I'll be watching him today. Uh, Bose has a lot of film on him now. Want to watch the way Bose thinks is the right way to attack him and how we can overcome it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I think the th- first thought that goes through my head is, that Tom Brady, that guy is defying a lot of uh, different mm-hmm. rules of science, it appears. He's 44 years old. Olin, you know, every time we turn around and the Bears are facing a, a, a future Hall of Fame quarterback, there is some record to be set. How about this one? 
Tom Brady is two touchdown passes away from becoming the first player in NFL history to reach 600 career passing touchdowns, 600 passing touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if you're conceding that he does that in this game. It's Mm -hmm. hard not to, even as you say, with the guys out that are out, I guess the question is whether the Bears can get a couple touchdown passes, right? The question Mm -hmm. is whether they can – you know, it's it's purely a matter of philosophy to me, right? Don't you believe that the thing they do best is their run-heavy offense? If they abandon that, then what? Then we're back to, uh, and I'm using uh, air quotes, the scheme mm-hmm. as the way to, to score points. We haven't seen that happen. So I, I don't know where you're at with this. Are you Are you looking for Justin Fields to be able to match the, the Tampa quarterback? Are you looking – for the Bears' battered defensive line to be able to rush some passes and confuse the guy into not knowing what down it is or whatever they managed last year? what, <laughs> How they win this game? How, how do they score points? Yeah, and last year that was early in Tom Brady's run with the Buccaneers. Uh, not much time to meet and work together with the pandemic going on. Uh, obviously they're operating at a much more efficient level uh, down there in Tampa Bay. Look, um, as far as Tom Brady's health goes, uh, interesting interesting to watch nowadays, Molly, uh, how much more this may happen. Obviously, Tom Brady's biggest strength is the way he processes information behind center in the pocket, what the defense is trying to do to him, and now you can't hit quarterbacks anymore, right? And we, we both know that the quarterbacks don't hit anyway in practice. So all they got to do is stay sharp mentally, uh, keep that arm working, and we may see these guys who can process information quickly and take advantage of what defenses are trying to do to them, do to them uh, play longer because when you can anticipate throws, the ball obviously comes out faster. And even if you lose something physically, if you gain something mentally at that position, these guys I think are going to start playing uh, longer and longer. And obviously Tom Brady is the best we've ever seen at processing information in the pocket and getting that ball out quickly. Uh, as far as the Chicago Bears today, uh, you know, you look at two games and I say, okay, they played the Rams. Obviously, the Rams are way more dynamic on offense than the Bears are. But defensively, they held uh, Tampa Bay to 17 points until a late drive, right? Until Tampa Bay puts 24 points on late in the game. Uh, they hold them to 17 points in that game. The New England Patriots hold Tom Brady, obviously, a very emotional game for him down there, I'm sure. Uh, hold them. And I think it was raining that day, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. But hold them to 19 points down there. So that's the kind of effort we're going to need out of this defense. Now, like you just mentioned, huge problems, right? Akeem Hicks is not playing. They like to run the ball behind Wirfs, behind right guard Alex Kappa. Wirfs is their right tackle. Uh, They like to run the ball in the middle uh, at defenses, right at where Akeem Hicks would line up. So a big job today for, I would imagine, to go Tonga and Blackson uh, in there to replace Hicks. Um, you know, without Robert Quinn, I, who I think has been probably playing the best football on the Bears defense this year with his effort, his motor, uh, the way he gets after people, uh, they have to account for him. Uh, he's out. They've already lost uh, um, uh, Tachu. Is that his name? Jeremiah Tachu. They've already lost him. So they're, they're you know, at outside linebacker, Mully, they don't have a lot of bodies left already now. So uh, it's a big job. It's a big job. We're going to need a, a, a pretty good effort from Khalil Mack. Uh, you know, a defense is going to have to get us a takeaway. We're going to have to hold them at least under, gosh, I want to say 22 to 24 points. And then where the hell do we find 28 to 26 points from? 
especially on the road, Olin. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bears have failed to score on the road. It, you know, we we remember that Rams game. Obviously, the Cleveland game was a train wreck. It, they, even in winning uh, at Las Vegas, it wasn't like they were putting up uh, a big-time points. So we have seen this team struggle to score for a long time. And in order to avoid – in order to score at all – you would think that they're going to need some takeaways. They're going to need to to tackle. How about that one? Knock the ball out, get get a fumble or two and recover it, manage to to uh, figure out a way to get an interception or two. Mm-hmm. Brady doesn't throw a ton of them. He threw one last week. He leads the league with 17 uh, touchdowns, but he's also thrown, what, three interceptions, so it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, look, it, it, is, it is a Herculean task to try to figure <laughs> out how you're going to manage to keep this guy off the field to steal an extra possession. You know, we talked about it last week about this idea, could you maybe fake a punt? Well, the Packers apparently thought about that too. They're going to have to fake a punt. So they didn't allow you to uh, to do such a thing. I imagine that's the book on this, right? Wouldn't mm-hmm. you think if you're, if you're Tampa – and you're putting together your special teams, longtime uh, Bears coach, by the way, down there, Keith Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Um, would you not imagine that you got to just say, don't allow any fakes of any kind, don't allow any big return? Like you, you would think that that would be something you'd concentrate on, knowing that the Bears got to get points somewhere. Yeah, and Keith Armstrong, Mully, <laughs> one of the all-time best uh, pregame speeches I ever heard. He was talking about how hard we work on technique, and he ended with. Uh, tell those mother efforts to come get some of this technique. So anyway, the room went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was awesome. Uh, uh, yes, Keith Armstrong, very good special teams coach. And yeah, Bruce Arians, Todd Bowles. We mentioned all, you know this coaching staff. Uh, 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 they have a lot of very good football coaches down there. They obviously look at the Bears roster. They look at the way the Chicago Bears are built, the way they don't score points, the way you're coming in with the worst offense in the NFL. Uh, they know what they have to do to win that game. Turn the ball over, uh, run the ball, uh, throw a couple up, try to find Kendall Vildor, try to find a nickel cornerback, whoever is playing today. I'm starting to wonder, Mully, if Sean Desai just goes with whatever he thinks the best matchup is for those guys who play nickelback. I'm starting to wonder if that's what their plan is at nickelback. But uh, we'll see who's up today uh, versus, versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'll say Antonio Brown's out. Scotty Miller's on IR. So we'll see who plays that spot for them, probably Tyler Johnson. But um, as far as the Bears winning the game, can you get a takeaway? Can Eddie Jackson uh, rise up? Uh, you know, there's so much talk about his tackling. Uh, we say Tayshawn Gibson struggle with tackling. You know, tackling is yep. important today. When they hit Fournette out of the backfield, he's hard to get on the ground. I'm trying to think, too, that Tayshawn Gibson, maybe maybe he wasn't supposed to be playing last week when you see a guy struggle with tackling, and then all of a sudden he's doubtful the next week, right? So maybe he's got an injury affecting him there. But, um, yeah, it, it, today's it's takeaways, right? It's takeaways, and then the takeaways have to lead to points. I mean, you could see Tampa Bay losing the takeaway battle and still winning this game. That's how much on paper they're better than the Chicago Bears. And I start with, Mully, when I look at the Chicago Bears football team, I start with Tampa Bay is better than them on coaching staff. Their coaching staff is better than the Chicago Bears. Not only the players, not only the roster, but they are they have better coaches across the board than the Chicago Bears have. Oh boy. You know what's funny about that? I I mean unfortunately I was around when uh 
when Bruce Arians was the coach of the year after taking over for Chuck Pagano. And then uh, Pagano was coming back. Arians became the, uh, the candidate for the Bears head coaching job that went to Mark Tressman. In fact, it was down to those two guys. And if you think about Bruce Arians and the career that he has had <laughs> then and since and where we're at with just looking at Mark Tressman, who makes Molly, that decision? Molly, in come that on, man. I'm right across the street. You know what I mean? When you're making those decisions, just say, hey, an egg McMuffin and a small orange juice and just sit me at the table. I mean, right, guys, look, we're not, we're not really doing this. We're not really doing this, are we? Like, we're not like, hey, Ted, George, like, guys, I mean, I understand. Wow. Phil, 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 let's talk Phil. about yeah. Phil, let's talk about this, Phil. You know, just – just, just you, you have to state your case for me on why Tressman and I don't, I didn't know much about Mark Tressman then, but why you would take him over the coach of the year, Bruce Arians. But you know, Brian Leftwich, an up and coming young yes, offensive yes. coordinator, doing a great job there. Uh, just across the board, you know, Mike Caldwell, old Eagles linebacker, inside linebackers coach. If you just go, Clyde Christensen is their quarterbacks yes. coach, well respected football coach. So uh, the Bears have Larry Foote, old Steelers linebacker, played against him for years. Uh, Todd Bowles. Uh, Todd is Bowles. One of the, he, yeah. he's, he, I mean, that's another guy mm-hmm. the Bears could have hired back in the day. Not, you mm-hmm. know, in another cycle yeah. of coaching. But Yeah, but we, have, we have all our young geniuses uh, up in there, and they, they have to. And that's why, that's why when you think about, Molly, the way, just think about the way the Bears are built, right? They have a young quarterback. Yeah. Uh, they don't have anybody in Hallis Hall, who you would say, man, that guy has developed a lot of good young quarterbacks. He's uh, Justin Fields is in capable hands. So for me, I am watching the little things today. I don't expect the Chicago Bears to win today's game. I don't think anybody r- really does. Uh, but you know, hey, Illinois, where my son is, no one thought they were going to win. Uh, they go through 452 overtimes oh and they win the game, right? And, and in Bilma, you know, you know, people are calling them out all week. His yep. team came out and played for him. So uh, you never know uh, what can happen uh, out there on a football field. Obviously, we need some kind of game like that where you just don't believe. You know, I think Illinois put up like 370 yards rushing or something. But, right, um, right. you know, if the Bears can do that, <laughs> if they can run the ball at Vita Vea, uh for 400 yards, man, I'm, I'll go down. I'm going to have to have, have, have a drink tonight, Molly, if that happens, right? I'm gonna, uh, uh, Olin, you're going to have to have a drink either way, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a fact the way this game could go. But b- back to the point of this coaching staff, Molly, like this is what I've been trying to watch all year long, the way they've been assembled. And, and I want to see Fields get better at playing quarterback because – the team now is built. You know, we talked about this on Monday on the Mullion Hall show. We talked about, okay, the team is built on one side of the ball to win now, and on the other side of the ball, uh, they have to develop players. So, so it just kind of doesn't match up, right? So you're trying to run the ball and keep, the, keep it close. But when you run the ball, uh, where's your creative play action? How, where, where do you get Mooney? Where do you get uh, Allen Robinson behind the defense? We finally saw them pull a guard last week, uh, pull the linebackers up and hit Cole Komet. For 21 yards, Cole Komet, uh, welcome to the passing game. We've been waiting for you. So uh, things like that, where do we get behind? Marquise Goodwin, can we get him behind? We got, you know, the devastating blocker they like to use out there. Uh, Bird, obviously, that's tongue-in-cheek. Um, so I don't know, Molly, you know, all week, I, I'm like you. All week I'm studying film, 
and, and trying to find ways for them to win this game onside kick, right, maybe in the second or third quarter, something crazy like that. All right, we are going to get to this running game idea. Can you run the ball against these guys? Do you have to try regardless? And, and Olin, we got to go over play action. Is it just not in the scheme, the, the former playbook? Is that why they can't do it? Why can't they make every running play have an element of play action, make it look like there is play action, like make it look like a run because it is one, but be able to throw out of that. We got to talk about that. We'll get into that next. You're listening to the pregame show. We are in missing Patrick Manley formation, but we have Olin Krutz, and we are here on the score presented by Bet Rivers, the official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I think so, yeah. Um, <laughs> just, you know, reflecting. Um, I got Snapchat, so, like, my memories will come up. Um, and just, like, looking back a year ago from today, you know, I was just getting ready for my first college game at VT. Or, you know, I just played in my second or third game. So just seeing uh, the difference in a year and what it, what how different things can change and how fast things can change. We're back with more of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook pregame show on Sports Radio 670 The Score with Molly, Patrick Manley, and Olin Krutz. Brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app today. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Yes, that is the voice of Khalil Herbert here on the pregame show talking about the differences and how quickly things have changed for him in his life. And, um, boy, things are changing quickly in his life as well. Uh, We've got breaking news, breaking news on the score, brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo, privacy simplified and that is that uh, Elijah Wilkinson is the latest bear who has been added to the COVID-19 reserve list. Elijah Wilkinson will not be able to play today in Tampa. And, and Olin, honest to God, I've lost count. I don't know how many, how many uh, tackles they're down at this point. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I guess you're going with – I mean, is this now going to be the third string tackle is this going to be the second string guard I mean I don't know who you play obviously Alex Bars comes to mind mm-hmm. uh Lascivious Lascivious Simmons 
is another possibility. They've had other guys they've moved up from the um, – the, 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 I, I don't even know what to say about this. I don't know how <laughs> – I, I mean, I want to complain about their running uh, mm-hmm. play action. I don't know mm-hmm. how they run at all. This is crazy. So the uh, in Lachavis's name, the C is silent now, the H. <laughs> they were trying to find a right tackle. Listen, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sure they go with Simmons. Uh, I would imagine that because uh, I don't know if they want to lose – uh, their most successful formation right now, which is bars coming in as a yep. tight end, right? So they go like a jumbo formation. So I'm sure they're trying to keep that there. Who do they activate now? Like you're saying, uh, uh, who do they bring up? I'm sure, I think they activated Dieter uh, Il- Ilson from uh, Yale. Um, I think he was born in South Africa. South Africa, yeah. Um, and then went to Yale, yeah. So. Yeah, Work, uh, worked with him a little bit this offseason. Big, All strong right. kid. Um, I told him, I said, man, how how terrible for you that you went to Yale, got a degree, and now you got to come see an idiot like me to try to learn how to play football. <laughs> <laughs> Friend Imag- to Ivy Leaguers, hey, Olin Cruz. I- I- imagine that, Molly. You spent all that time at Yale, and you got to come see me in a gym uh, to try to try to, to try to get a job. But uh, I'm sure he's up, which leaves Alex Bars now as their backup swing tackle and guard and center. So right. uh, Bars becomes very important today. But uh, you know the Bears continue to get hit. Uh, with this injury bug or, you know, COVID obviously is a concern for everybody around the league. And it, it, it makes me think back to 2018. And I think even Ryan Pace said it at his end of the year press conference when he said, look, we were also, not only did they have takeaways, he said we were unusually healthy this year, right? I think they might have had like the least amount of time missed uh, from any team from starters that year. So everything kind of went right for them. And it makes you think, Molly, when, when, when you – get to an off season like 2018 and you're at Hallis Hall, uh, you really have to think of how much you went right for you and, and how close you are to losing a bunch of games and losing for a lot of years in a row like the Bears are doing now. Um, you know, it just is something that they, they have to look at next time. Uh, as far as today, uh, obviously with Shaq Barrett out there leading them in sacks and you lose a Fetty's already out, Elijah Wilkins, who I thought was playing really good football. He was getting out of his stance. His pass blocking, uh, he was doing a nice job pass blocking. Uh, last week he went against Preston Smith. Uh, he went against Rashawn Gary. He did a nice job against him. He brought a lot of physicality to the game. I thought their B block on the backside, B block is when the backside of a run play, that's what we call um, a double team between the guard and tackle. It's A, B, C. We don't want to keep things too hard for offensive linemen, obviously. So A is center guard, B is guard tackle, and C is tackle tackle tight end. But um, – we want them uh, – that that was, I thought, was the best thing they had going for that offensive line. So they'll miss that today. Uh, LeChave Simmons has to step up. Uh, Coach Nagy must be wondering sometimes, gosh, what else can hit us uh, before we go into this day? And then we just have to see the development of this young uh, right tackle, Simmons, who I thought played a lot in preseason because of their injuries at tackle anyway. I, you know, I've got to tell you, it, it is um, – the Bears – probably need to get into like enhanced COVID protocol. Mm -hmm. Um, We understand that there are plenty of people that are fully vaccinated that have also caught this disease. And Mm -hmm. it apparently doesn't, uh, a virus, excuse me, it apparently doesn't uh, affect them as harshly if you're vaccinated, but you can still get it. And that is uh, fairly obvious. The Bears obviously had um, a few issues um, they had uh, D- Damian Williams, who is back today, 
who is off the COVID list. But right now, according to my count here, Jimmy Graham was announced this week. Robert Quinn announced this week. Caleb Johnson and now Elijah Wilkinson. That is um, that. That's just getting to a point where you worry about outbreak, right? I mean, you just you, you just worry about proximity of of people to each other. And again, I think the the um, the peculiar thing here is that. It, it's it's a tight end. It's a defensive end. It's a um, linebacker. It's an offensive lineman. It, there, there are very few rooms, uh, meeting rooms that, that wouldn't have been affected at this point. And you obviously are doing everything you can to keep things clean and all the rest of it. But even fully vaccinated people are getting this. And, and when you're talking about a team, um, I, I would imagine did Wilkinson fly down to uh, – to uh, Tampa with the group. So I just think it's a concern and it's something that you got to be aware of and sympathetic to. Um, But it it really, this is a, this is a a damning blow to have happen this, um, this close proximity to kickoff. Yeah, it is. It is. And and obviously first, first of all, uh, you know, hopefully like last year, uh, none of these guys have, you know, any serious problems to this. They're all going to, uh, recover from it and, and you know be back hopefully in a week or so here but like you're saying uh, you know I, I'm no doctor I don't even try to play one so I don't know <laughs> uh, you know I don't know uh, you know like all that stuff obviously comes to your mind immediately right that they're on a plane they're in a meetings together and that's why these guys are getting it um, you know hopefully they're they're all back soon I just you start to think about the game today I mean is is that leave Guys like the Ladarius Mack up, like uh, outside linebacker, they got to be really wow. thin today, right? So, right. Uh, who, who, you know, who is? I know Kamara was up last week. Uh, today they're without, you know, like we talked about earlier, Robert Quinn, Atachu. You said another linebacker was down. Uh, you're just trying to find who, you know, trying to find healthy bodies to put on that field today to play against the defending world champs, who are five and one, who are a very good football team. Uh, who uh, obviously are the best in the league. They've been the best in the league for the last three or four years at stopping what you like to do, right, which is the only success you've been finding on offense is running the ball, and now here comes this team that no one runs. You know, people just abandon the run. I think uh, New England finished the game with, like, minus one yard rushing because uh, it's not even worth a try. I think the Eagles, I thought, uh, you know, the quarterback threw the ball over 40 or 50 times last week. Uh, Guys just basically with Vita Vea, and Sue in the middle and Devin White, uh, they just say, you know what, uh, let's not even try to do this. Uh, let's try to win the game through the air, and then that will make this game extremely interesting on the road, and the Bears do not want to fall behind by more than 10 points. Yeah, you know, I, I think there's a lot there. Um, the Eagles, you know, I heard Bruce Arians say that that uh, Justin Fields is a better runner, in his opinion, the faster player than uh, Jalen Hurts. I I don't see Fields running in the same fashion that that Hurts is, though, Olin. They seem to really kind of uh, uh, use him and use that element of his game uh, in Philadelphia, and and I'm not sure they want to do that in Chicago. I'm not sure what they exactly want to do in Chicago. The Bears are the only team in the league that are uh, averaging more running yards than passing yards. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, it's a passing league, and normally you would expect there to be uh, a higher total of passing yards with every team, but the Bears stand alone. And as you mentioned, this is the best run defense in the NFL. So I don't know that the Bears are a great run offense, 
but they are one that have that has you know you could argue that the presence of Fields has led them to the running game. That that you know if you had Andy Dalton out there you wouldn't you you wouldn't run at all. So they've discovered the running game again by having a quarterback that needs a little bit of protection and that and that uh, is going to benefit from some play action. But they don't run play action. Why are they so bad at play action? How hard mm-hmm. is that, Olin, to put into a game plan? Why can't they? Why don't they do better? Is it just a lack of practice? What What is the problem with that? Yeah, and and it's really everybody. When you look around the league, Molly, and look at film, everybody kind of runs the same concepts. By concepts, I mean, do you pull your guard on play-action pass, and then you can have concepts in the pass game, certain routes. How are you trying to attack what they play? They play, you know, a zone. Do they play man? Obviously, Bowes, he'll mix and match. I think you'll probably see a little more zone today because of all their injuries out there. Cornerback, so now you're going to run your play-action zone beaters, right? What you do that you think will get Mooney and Allen Robinson open. Here's to me, they, not only do they lack creati- creativity on offense when they design these plays, I think they lack Mully. And, and I talked about this a little bit this week on a no-name football podcast, shameless plug there, uh, for me and Jason McKee, my old teammate, have. We talked about when you study Aaron Rodgers, when, when Fields goes and takes a tape and says, I want to see what Aaron Rodgers does. I want to see what the Green Bay Packers offense does because they were – the number one offense in the league last year. They have scored a lot of points since uh, their week one loss to the Saints. You have to watch their details, Molly. What they do, they do all the little things right. Rodgers really sells the run. He keeps his shoulders low. He sticks that ball in the running back's gut, pulls it out, puts it on his hips, pauses for a second. The offensive line, all their shoulders are low. Their plays look exactly the same. They run the ball, and then they run a play on pass passing play that looks like the running play. When you watch the Bears, their details are not there, right? They're not really selling the run. They're not pulling those linebackers up. They're not concentrating on the little things. And to me, again, that goes back to their offensive coaching staff. And I think when you talk about why they struggle finding points out of this offense, Molly, my opinion is – it's a design problem. By that, I mean they designed their coaching staff the wrong way. Nagy brought in too many guys who run the exact same offense he runs. So if you all run the same offense, when that doesn't work, Mully, and you got to switch your offense, we got to go to under center, we got to run the ball, we got to go to play action. Who has that scheme? Who has that concepts in the room? Nobody. They don't have anybody in that room who has the answers to the questions they have. Why can't we score on offense? Well, here's what I did in 2004 with this team. Here's what we did. Here's what we ran. Here was our answer to when they ran this defense, when we could run the ball, run the ball. They came to take the, the runaway. They ran out of this defense. We hit them for this touchdown. They don't have anybody in that building who ran an offense like that. Bill Lazor got fired in Miami when he was office coordinator because he passed too much. Dan Campbell said, I had to get him out of here because he ran, he passed the ball too much. DeFilippo got fired in Minnesota because he passed the ball too much. These, none of these guys have run a successful offense that scored a lot of points with what they're trying to do right now. So for me, it's not shocking that they're not scoring points. I guess then the question becomes – if you have a style that is, I don't know that it's working, you're not scoring points, but it's kept you in games, do you stick with that against a couple of players that can 
stop it cold? Uh, if you're walled uh, in the in the running game, do you still stick with it, or do you abandon that because you understand that um, there's really no chance there? So try something else. But they don't really have anything else. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. Right now, right, right now, we we saw, we heard about. They brought in all this speed at wide receiver. Uh, they've been talking since the end of 2019 that their problem that they had to score points. That they thought their problem was the run game and the offensive line. And I, I would have argued with them for a while that that wasn't their problem. That their problem wasn't they couldn't put the ball in the end zone because if you simply looked at the games that year, I think it was Denver and I think it was the Chargers uh, that year in 2019 when they rushed for a lot of yards, they didn't score a lot of points, right? So even with the running game, they couldn't marry it together and put the ball in the end zone. So they kept saying that that was their problem. And, and if you think something that's your problem is your problem, then that's why you can't get your actual problem fixed. I just confused myself, right? So now <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just yeah, got confused trying to put that all together. But they, 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 what they thought their problem was wasn't their problem. So that's why they're stuck here now, uh, you know, a couple years later, trying to fix their actual problem. And finally, Coach Nagy sat up there and said, we got to put the ball in the end zone, right? And you you probably there say the thing there, Molly, like, gosh, that was years ago, <laughs> right? That was years ago that was your problem. And then uh, think about this, Molly. Now, they're, 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 you would say they're a power-running offense now, right? Who are all the guys they kept in the offseason? Who are all the guys they signed? They signed speed. They kept Jimmy Graham. They wanted him for the red zone. Jimmy Graham has three targets this year, one catch, right? Uh, Marquise Goodwin uh, did pull a pass interference out last year, but he hasn't run behind guys, right? Uh, Bird, I haven't seen him run behind anybody. So they they designed their offense to be this Kansas City Chiefs wide-open offense and get guys behind it. We have all the speed. I remember reading articles about how they had the fastest receiving core in yes. the league now in the NFL. I remember reading all of this. That's and, true. And then everybody's saying, "Oh, but what about the offense line in our run game?" And I just get I just get confused when I hear all this stuff, right? Because everybody wants to complain about the offensive line in the run game, but all you want are speed wide. It, it doesn't it doesn't go together. It doesn't fit. And yet and yet now you're in week uh, seven against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the number one run defense in the NFL for the last three or four years, and now you, you're thinking to yourself, what the hell do we do because we can't run the ball? The only thing you have is, uh, it does Justin Fields develop enough, get the ball out? He showed some of that last week. I thought it was a beautiful pass to Allen Robinson. He fitted between the cornerback and the safety on the first yep. drive. Hit Allen Robinson for 20 yards. He's got to make plays off schedule today, Mully. He's got to get out of that pocket extend the play, extend the play, and almost have like they're at a park somewhere and he points to the pylon last week, which Allen Robinson did a turn to the pylon, and hopefully now they've worked so much together that now they're they're getting better at these scramble drills because that's what we need today to put the ball in the end zone. All right, that is Olin Krutz. We will be right back here on the pregame show presented by Bet Rivers, official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today here on The Score. We're back with more of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook pregame show on Sports Radio 670 The Score with Molly, Patrick Manley, and Olin Krutz. Brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app today. 
It's the pregame show. We got Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley, sadly down, and we're uh, in the missing Patrick formation. Uh, we are presented by Bet Rivers, the official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today, and we are delighted to welcome in Tom Krasnicki. He is with 620 WDAE and 95.3 FM in Tampa Bay, and guests join us on the Score Hotline, which is presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Tom, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. Happy game day. It's a pleasure to be with you. Just wondering, are there any late scratches or unexpected illness that have come up that might uh, make the game more palatable for the Bears, who just lost their <laughs> <laughs> Well, we do know, obviously, that Gronk is out, Antonio Brown are out, and I'm told had the Buccaneers really needed this game, they might have been able to play if it was in a must-win scenario, but they're going to be down today. They've got a big game against New Orleans next Sunday in a divisional matchup. And another thing to watch for is defensive backs coach Kevin Ross apparently is out because of COVID protocol, so he will not be coaching today along that secondary. And Richard Sherman, according to Fox Sports, is going to be handling some of the coaching duties back there, which is mildly interesting, to say the least. Well, uh, Bears wide receiver coach Mike Fury is out, so that keeps it even. We don't get any advantage there. Um, Tom, I was wondering, I'm sure you get this question a lot, and it's just kind of interesting from the outside always looking in. And for the fans here, in your perspective, what, what exactly does Tom Brady bring when he walks into a building and what does he change for that team that, that gets them to be where they are now, where, where they're so efficient, uh, they're 5-1, and one, and at the end of games, uh, and to watch them, and you just think, okay, they're going to find a way to pull this game out. Confidence, guys. I mean, that's what Tom Brady brought here when the Buccaneers brought him in as a free agent. And before he got here, this was a talented bunch, but all they needed was that one missing piece, obviously a big piece at the quarterback position, Jameis Winston showed some talent when he was here, but entirely too many turnovers. And he wasn't the natural-born leader. We're all due respect to Jameis that Tom Brady is, who might be the best leader we've ever seen in sports. And from the moment Tom Brady walked through the door, he said, look, I know what it looks like. I know what it's supposed to look like mentally and physically. I'm going to show you guys the way. Just trust in me and believe in me. And everybody bought in from the moment he got here. And obviously, there were some bumps in the road last year, but they made it all the way to the Super Bowl after going 7-5. and five. After the bye week, they kind of got together, Tom Brady with Bruce Aarons and Byron Leftwich, and they said, okay, what kind of plays do you like? And Brady said, I like this, this, and this. And oh, by the way, let's incorporate some play action, and I think we're going to be fine. The defense came together, and like you guys know, you need a little bit of luck, too. you got to stay injury-free, and once the pieces all come together and you get a little bit of luck to go your way, you can go a long way. What, uh, how good is that run defense? I mean, I know that they did give up some yards last week. Um, obviously, Vita Vea is a great player. Dominic and Sue has been a dominant force forever. Uh, is it as simple as those two guys, it, it seems like whenever I watch them, there is just this sort of gang tackling mentality where it, it's just hard to get past the line of scrimmage, frankly. Well, their front seven is outstanding, and it's led by the guys you just mentioned. Vita Vey is a load. You know, at 345 yeah. to 350 pounds, you can't block him with one guy. And I'm sure Olin Krutz will attest to this. I mean, 
the center and the guard have to double team him or else he blows up the play. He'll forklift the guy in the backfield. He can push the pocket on passing downs. I mean, when you look at his box score, you're really not going to see much in the way of tackles, TFLs, sacks. But he opens the door for the inside linebackers, Devin White and Levante David, who was also not playing today. They've got the speed to go sideline to sideline to chase guys down. And Dominican Sue does his job. William Gosen's a perfect fit for that 3-4. But it all starts with Vita Vea, nose tackle, guys. He's the guy that really sets it up for all three levels of the defense. And he really makes that Bucks defense go. And in my opinion, guys, outside of Tom Brady, I think Vita Vea is the second most valuable player on this Buccaneer team. Yeah, and when, and when the Bears beat him last year, he, he got injured. But uh, I remember Vita Vea, when he was at University of Washington, uh, he was coached by my friend, Kaika Malloy, defensive line coach there. And he called me and he said, Olin, you've never seen a kid like this. And I started watching him through the years. And I said, you are right, man. When he puts that hump move on centers and guards, uh, there's nothing to do with that. Tom, I want to talk about a, a unit I'm sure you guys appreciate, but not a lot of people know about outside of Tampa. But that's their offensive line, who I'm, I'm really impressed with. A big fan of Ryan Jensen's. Obviously, I love his game. I love the way he gets after people. I heard Werfs was struggling a little bit uh, to start this year. Uh, I don't know what some people's definition of struggling is, but tell us a little bit about the Tampa Bay offensive line, that group as a unit, because obviously for the Bears to have any chance today, their D-line has to dominate that area. Well, Olin, I know you like a guy like Ryan Jensen because he was a lot like you. He plays from whistle to whistle. He's extremely tough. He's tenacious. He gets downfield on the screen game. He's been outstanding for the Bucs. Ali Marpet, the left guard, is a guy who's a Pro Bowl type of guard. And Donovan Smith, the left tackle, has done the job. And Tristan Wirfs was incredible last year. He played over 1,000 snaps, gave up just one sack. This year, there's been some bouts of inconsistencies, but he's still a very good player. I mean, that group has really come together well. And now they're starting to run the ball with Leonard Fournette the last three weeks. And that's setting up the play-action game. And that's what makes the Buccaneer passing game all that much more formidable. And, you know, Brady lost to these guys last year, talked about it. It kind of got embarrassed because of the uh, the fourth down confusion. Um, yeah. He also, I mean, he's the kind of guy that, you know, he's going to use that for motivation, obviously. Um, I thought it was interesting when he said this week that they can't beat themselves. And he referenced the 13 penalties they had in Chicago, which was a, a real boost to the Bears. And, if they're not going to make mistakes, this is going to be a really hard game for the Bears to win, obviously. Yeah, you're spot on. Look, 13 penalties didn't help. They weren't protecting Brady. He got sacked three times that Thursday night. Obviously, Tom forgot what down it was. But one thing I've known about Tom Brady since he got here, and he's done this in his entire career, every single week there's some sort of chip on his shoulder, some sort of thing that's motivating him. A couple of weeks ago, obviously, he returned to New England, managed to get a win there. Last week against the Eagles, a team that beat him in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. He doesn't forget about the losses. He won in there. He won 11 for 12 with a couple of touchdowns early on, and the Buccaneers pretty much took their gas off the pedal, or the foot off the pedal, and getting a win there. And Going into today's game against the Bears, he remembers last year, and obviously he didn't remember what down it was. So I'm sure that is stuck in his mind for quite a long time. So I think he'll come out today looking for a little bit of retribution. The Buccaneers, obviously, uh, people try to throw the ball on them. They have all those injuries in the secondary. You mentioned today that uh, Sherman uh, might be running that defense secretary. Man, Lady Mike would have loved the chance to run, <laughs> to run offensive line. That would have been fun. But uh, what, who do you expect to see out there, Tom? Uh, where could the Bears maybe take advantage 
of this secondary, that, that depleted secondary for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? It's a great question. Look, at corner, your guess is as good as mine who's going to line up. I mean, we asked Todd Bowles during the week, and he basically said, none of you. I have no idea. So I think they've got a plan. <laughs> Richard Robinson, Pierre Desir, these guys that they picked up off the street. You've got Ross Cockrell, who's working out of the nickel. I mean, they're down Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy Bunting, Richard Sherman. I mean, Jamel Dean's a holdover. He's probably going to start at one of the corner spots. But corner is certainly a sore spot in a weak area. And I think the Bears can exploit that. I think Darnell Mooney, a guy with a lot of speed, can get down the field. I think he's got the potential to make a couple of big plays because they're down to their fourth or fifth corners and they lack speed back there. And obviously Darnell Mooney's a speed guy. So I think he and Allen Robinson can really have some productive games here today. Is Winfield back? Did I see that he can play perhaps in the secondary? He is. He is back. He cleared concussion protocol late Thursday. So that's going to be a boost for them at safety. Safety, they're fine. They've got Winfield. Jordan Whitehead is a strong safety, a guy in the box who's going to absolutely murder you. And Mike Edwards is another guy. They've got three starting caliber safeties who do a really good job. Edwards had two pick sixes in the victory against the Falcons. So safety is not a problem. Corner is a problem, though. Tom, we talked about earlier in this show uh, that the Chicago Bears' biggest mismatch may be and and the Buccaneers' biggest advantage may be uh, their coaching staff, Bruce Arians, uh, Harold Goodwin was here uh, early on in his career, assistant offensive line coach. Uh, I know him well. Todd Bowles, Brian Lefwich, uh, Keith Armstrong, another former Bears. Anyway, uh, talk to us about that that basically all-star coaching staff we have they have down there and how that gives them an advantage over teams. They've done a terrific job, and Bruce Arians delegates his authority. I mean, he says to Byron Leftwich, look, you handle the offense. He tells Todd Bowles, you handle the defense. Same thing with Keith Armstrong on the special teams. And they all have done a really good job in terms of preparation. Todd Bowles is a very aggressive defensive coordinator, as you guys know. Nobody blitzes more than the Buccaneers, and they will blitz Justin Fields early and often today to see how the young man can handle it. So expect to see a lot of that here today. A lot of pre-snap disguises for Justin Fields. He's probably going to see some things he hasn't seen before because that's what Todd Bowles does on the defensive side. Wow. I, I mean, I got to tell you, it, you know, I was, I, I not, I'm not like a big gambler or anything, but I'm certainly following what the point spread is, and it's 12.5 points. Um, I think it was 13.5 at one point. The look ahead was 10. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that Tampa is 2-4 and four against the spread. The two wins, both against teams they were double-digit favorites over, and they covered in both those games. So I believe NFL teams are 8-0 against uh, double-digit spreads. I think there's three this week, including this game. Do you think they're aware of that? Do they care about that? Is that just something they just beat teams they're supposed to beat? They're just beating teams that they're supposed to beat, guys, and especially at home where Tom Brady in three home games has 14 touchdown passes, and the Bucks are averaging over 40 points per game at home, which is going to drive that number up even more. And I think that number probably went down a point or two in the last couple of days because of the injuries, because Gronk is out, Antonio Brown is out, so is Levante David, and they've got the situation at corner, which obviously isn't ideal, but I think there's still enough firepower offensively between Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. You guys are going to see a lot of Tyler Johnson today, a very talented second-year receiver. They've got plenty of depth there. O.J. Howard came alive last week, caught a touchdown against the Eagles. Cam Brate, also another pretty good, solid receiving tight end. So 
there's still plenty of weapons for Brady to spread the wealth and complete passes to six or seven or eight different guys, and I expect that to be the case again here today. That is so not fair. That's just crazy. <laughs> an all-star team down there, man. That's right. Uh, okay. Hey, great stuff. Really appreciate it, Tom. Thanks so much for jumping in and, and helping us out. My pleasure, guys. Anytime, give me a holler. Enjoy the game today. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. That is, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, oh, that's something, when he man. Starts, when he starts naming those guys, yeah. right? That's, I, that's, I, a, that's, a, that's a high-quality offense with Gronk and Antonio Brown are out. Usually teams, you lose Gronk, you lose Antonio Brown. Uh, their offensive line, right? We talked about it. Tackle, uh, where we're at, um, obviously their offensive line, uh, all these guys have played a lot of games here. This is all their starters. Uh, Alex Kappa was out for the Super Bowl last year. Aaron Stinney, their backup right guard, comes in, plays well. So they have another guy there. Look, oh, we don't have Grunt. We feel so bad that you guys have to go to O.J. Howard and Cameron Brake, right? Uh, <laughs> guys, we don't have Antonio Brown today. I guess we have to use uh, Mike Edwin, Edwins and Chris Godwin. And I think the biggest problem, Mully, facing the Bears today, and we saw it at the end of the Packers game last week when the Packers said, look, you want to play this nickel against this this front, this this formation we put out there, uh, we're just going to run the ball then to end up with 150 yards rushing, and now you don't have Akeem Hicks. You heard Tom just talk about how their offensive line has been playing at a high level. They're starting to gel together, and they got Fournette going. So I think Sean Desai's biggest problem today is going to be stopping the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' run and what defense do you line up in because uh, they went nickel and big nickel last week, right? They went a lot of three safeties. They went a lot of uh, nickel back. And the Packers said, if you're going to do that, we're just going to run the ball right at you guys in the second half, dump it down to our tight ends, dump it down to our running backs. He just said O.J. Howard is trying to play well. He was hurt last year. Now he's starting to get healthy. Uh, these Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this is going to take a pretty huge effort by these Chicago Bears to even keep the, uh, to even win if you bet them as an underdog. And a line I like effort. I like it all. Yeah, okay, I like effort. Who knew I would uh, I would tweet out ILL? I, I never thought <laughs> I would tweet that out, but but, but I hey, sure I did. I watched that game, uh-huh. okay, and that was one of the most hor- whatever that overtime rule change was. Anybody in that room ought to be lined up, okay? That mm-hmm. that that was the the craziest thing. <laughs> I've ever sat Listen, through. I, 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 it was I, nuts. I had to get a grease board out to try to explain to myself what the hell was going on <laughs> and what the hell the rules uh, actually were when I was watching it. Uh, it, it was crazy, man. And and but it but with the week that Coach Bilma went through, uh, the criticism yeah. he took uh, for them to pull off a win at Penn State because remember Lovey won, but they beat Wisconsin at home, right? right. To go to Penn State, beat Penn State in. Penn State, the number seventh ranked team in the yep. country. Now they lose Penn State. I don't want to go too far. We're not a Big Ten network, but uh, PJ Mustafer is Sam Mustafer's younger brother and one oh. of the best nose guards in the nation. Now the kid's a monster. So they lose him early against Iowa. Uh, they don't have him going to ever since they've lost him. They haven't been able to stop the run at all. Uh, so that is huh. a problem for the Penn State's defense uh, there. But just to watch that game was fun, and then. Uh, you know, I got to watch Loyola and Mount Carmel down there in your neighborhood on Friday night. What a setting that is in the middle of Chicago down there. Coach Lynch does a great job. Uh, the atmosphere down there. So, anyway, it's a great week of football. Uh, if the Bears can pull off an upset today, it'd be quite the week in the Crutes household. 
<laughs> this might be a bridge too far. We're gonna, we're gonna. Why you gotta it? ruin the dream, Molly? I'm Don't not. ruin the dream, man. I got a dream. You are on fire. Uh, we're gonna bring in Dan Pompey next. Uh, it is the the free game show. We've got Ola Cruz, Patrick Manley's usually here, but we'll talk to Dan next here on the score. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 